0: Hello this is Jeremy Newbigin. I thought I'd do a special podcast uh, because what I've been sharing over the last couple of days is um, it's just not going away. It's something that clearly Father wants to speak into our hearts. So I pray right now that those of you that choose to listen to this podcast that the Holy Spirit will give you a deep deep revelation of the truths that I'm going to share with you now this morning I returned to a verse that I quoted from um, yesterday and it's two Corinthians chapter eight verse fifteen. And it says this, as it is written, he who gathered much had nothing left over and he who gathered little had no lack. What an amazing verse that is. It's a principle of the kingdom of God, giving It's what everything that we believe in is based upon. Father did the ultimate giving in sacrificing his son, Jesus Christ, for you and me. And he allowed Jesus to die a horrible death and he allowed his son to be inflicted with the sins of the whole world, past, present and future, something in which we can't even begin to comprehend what Jesus went through. And as we know, Jesus knew that what would happen when those sins were put upon him, the worst worst outcome for him would be that he would be separated from his father, just as we were separated from our Heavenly Father, our creator of heaven and earth, our creator, before we were born again, our sins separated us from him. But Father didn't want that to continue. He wanted, he wanted communion with us. He wanted relationship with us. He wanted intimate relationship with us. He wanted you and me to get to know him better. Get to know him better well get to know him to the point of trusting him in every area of our lives and i quoted from psalm 23 this morning this is from the facebook group which i've set up called pursuing spiritual maturity and um it's been a real blessing to me, I don't know about anybody else, but i've um I've been so blessed, and the Holy Spirit has really spoken into my life over this last few years through these pages but psalm twenty three let's let's quote from psalm twenty three The Lord is my shepherd. this is David speaking. the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What an amazing verse. Well, they're all amazing verses, but verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Isn't that an astonishing statement? Rob and I, Rob, Rob Gawlem and I, and, and I have, have had some wonderful chats as we've walked the streets of Southampton. And uh, one of the things that we've talked about more recently is peace, having Father's peace. It's something that he has given us, It's our spirit is at peace with father because it's our spirit that's born again. It's our spirit that's the new creation. And our spirit is justified. Our spirit is righteous. Our spirit is in total communion with father. but it's getting that peace it's getting everything that is in our spirit to manifest in our in our minds in our emotions in our decision making and that's the renewing of the mind that that's the the part where our mind decides to agree with what God's word says and you can read the word till the cows come home and most of us have read the word i mean psalm 23 i've lost count how many times i've i've read that psalm and it's it's a beautiful psalm and you hear people say they love to have it read at their funeral and all that stuff. And um, and it, it is a beautiful psalm, but there's power in those words. There's truth in those words. Those words spoken by David were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And those words were not just for David. Those words were for you and me. The things, that the statement that David made in this psalm is for you and me if we are prepared to believe that those words are for you and me and that's the key i do accept because i've 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 got testimony so much so many testimonies in my time as a christian where I mean I've been a Christian since 1987 and I can safely say that for most of that time I've been a Christian who loved God whose walk was far from perfect whose walk believed that my sins had been forgiven but all the other bits i struggled with all the other bits all the other truths i struggled with and yet they are true for you and me all those other bits because salvation is not just the forgiveness of sins huge though that is of course it's huge it's 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 the gateway the forgiveness of sins is the gateway into The Kingdom of Heaven. And dear listener, the Kingdom of Heaven has no lack. The Kingdom of Heaven has no diseases. The Kingdom of Heaven has no death, has no sorrow, has no fear has no pain. You get the message. And those things aren't just available to us when we kick the bucket and we go to heaven. They are available today. That's why Jesus taught us the Lord's Prayer. And part of the Lord's Prayer is, Thy kingdom come on earth. As it is in heaven. And his kingdom came. Through his son Jesus Christ. And the sins of the whole world. Were sorted once. For all. On that cross. And sin is no longer an issue. Between us and father unless we don't receive jesus as our lord and savior if you don't receive jesus as your lord and savior then sin hasn't been dealt with in your life it's been dealt with on the cross it's been paid for but you haven't taken the prize but those of us that are born again we've taken the prize it's ours and it's ours to walk out. And so in Psalm 23, this is just one example. We know there are verses throughout the Bible which reinforce these truths. The Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. We will not go without. Seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, 33 seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all your needs will be met that's the truth and if you are lacking it is because you are not believing i know that's i know that's a, a tough one to take But it's true. It's so true because God's word says it. And if God's word says it, then it must be true. His word never returns void. So we know that the word is true. So if it's not happening in your life, there must be another reason for it. And that other reason is that we're not using the faith that he gave us to believe in his grace. David goes on to say in verse 2 He makes me lie down in green pastures, not a barren land. In green pastures, He leads me beside the still waters, not rough waters, not tornadoes and all the rest. In still waters. Think of that scene. That's What is available to us when we trust him? He restores my soul. Our soul is not born again. Our soul soul is being born again. (laughs) It's being renewed. And gradually... Our soul, and our soul is our emotions, our thoughts, our brain, our conscience, our feelings, all those things. That's our soul, and that part needs to align with our born-again spirit, which is perfect. And it aligns with our born-again spirit when we choose to believe what God's word says About us. And when we choose to believe these things, peace will reign in our hearts. You will not fear. Do you understand? You will not fear when you choose to believe. Let me go on. It restores my soul. That's the renewing of the mind. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We are righteous in our spirit. We are always righteous in our spirit. Our spirit is sealed by the Holy Spirit. So sin in our soul and in our body cannot penetrate our spirit. Our salvation is guaranteed as long as we continue to have faith in Jesus Christ. But our soul... needs to learn to be righteous. And that's a gradual process. The fact that it is not perfect yet does not disqualify us from having intimate relationship with Father, contrary to some teachings. Sin in our soul, in our body, does not stop us having relationship with Father. Because our spirit is sealed by the Holy Spirit and the sin that we act out in our body, in our soul, does not penetrate our spirit. That's so important. That enables you to understand you're standing with him. it isn't based on your performance, it's based on the performance of Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ who made you righteous, not you, you don't make yourself righteous, you don't continue you know you don't it's not like a a relay race where Jesus gives you the bat and says, "Okay, I've made you righteous now you've got to continue it, no." He's made you righteous, sealed by the Holy Spirit. You are righteous. You are not a sinner, saved by grace. You were a sinner, saved by grace, but you are no longer a sinner. So he leads you into paths of righteousness. As you believe right, you will start to live right. And it, it... it's a gradual process so don't ex- don't expect perfection straight away you know that's not going to happen it's a battle the flesh there's no good thing in the flesh we know that so the flesh is always at loggerheads with our spirit and our choice is to align ourselves with our spirit or align ourselves with our flesh line yourself with the spirit, and you 're walking in the spirit, align yourself with the flesh and you're walking in the flesh we're doing that we're intermittently switching between the two all the time, and as our walk with him continues so that problem of walking in the flesh starts to diminish it won't diminish totally until Jesus Christ and his second coming he'll come and he he we will meet him in in the air and and we our body and our soul will be united will be perfected with our spirit but until then, we, are, we have available to us everything that is available to us in heaven is available to us now here on earth if we choose to believe. So verse 4 of Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It's a choice that we have to make. Do we fear or do we choose not to? Perfect love, as we know, drives out fear. So it's as we have a revelation of how much God loves us, so fear will lose its grip in our lives. It's a constant prayer of mine that Father will... Give me a deeper revelation of his love and his grace and his mercy towards me and a re- the revelation of the cross and and what actually happened at the cross. And, he, you know, I've prayed that and it's, it shouldn't be amazing, but it is amazing how he's true to his word all the time. He answers that prayer because he so wants to answer that prayer. He wants us to to trust him. He wants us to know how much we love him. One of my favourite verses, John 14, 14. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. My listener, he will answer that sort of prayer. Most definitely. And he's done it for me. The transformation in my life has been huge in the last few years. And I'm 67 years of age now. I don't feel it. I wish I'd known the, the, what I know now 20, 30 years ago. But that's didn't happen. I'm just grateful that I know what I know now, what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. It's given me a security it's given me an understanding. Don't get me wrong, I'd I'd still get frustrated when I sin and don't forget sin is anything that is not of faith. So it isn't just I don't know, minimise the importance of this, but it's it's not just adultery and murder and hate and thinking towards people and treating people badly it's anything that is not of faith so when we don't put our trust in god that is sin does god turn his back on us of course he doesn't if he did that he'd be looking for for perfection wouldn't he before before he would choose to have relationship with us and We're not perfect. We're perfect in our spirit, but we're not perfect in our soul and our body. But the fact that our spirit is perfect is what matters. Because when Father looks at you and me, he sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. He does not see the lack of faith, sin in our mind, in our actions, in our body. He sees the righteousness of Jesus Christ. His thoughts towards you and me are always good thoughts. Always good thoughts. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. One of the first verses I learnt when I was first born again. And we all know that verse so well. Don't we? For my thoughts are of peace not of evil towards you to give you a hope and a future and when he says a future he means a good future it's a good future God is good all the time that is his thoughts towards us he doesn't get angry with us he never gets angry with us Why? Because we're born again. Because all he sees is the righteousness of Jesus Christ. This is so important. So anyway, going back to Psalm 23, verse 4. For you're with me. God with us, Emmanuel. He's in us. Christ in us. Christ is God. Part of the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is in us. So he's always with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In other words, his power, the fact that he's here, the fact that he is almighty God, the fact that this is the God that spoke out and created heaven and earth. He is with us. We have nothing to fear He doesn't pack his bags when we don't perform well because we're righteous all the time. And he's prepared a table for you and me in the presence of our enemies. <laughs> that, what's that table? It's a prepared table, isn't it? It's a banquet full of good things. I know that I know, many Christians struggle with this, don't they? They struggle with it. I understand why I did. I used to struggle with it because why? Because so many Christians experienced lack. And, and therefore, because they experienced lack, I questioned the validity of what that verse says, what it means. How dare I? Question God. He's prepared a table for you and me in the presence of our enemies. (laughs) That must be so galling for our enemies. They can see it. They can see the blessings of Abraham in our lives when we choose to believe in what Father wants for us and has for us. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. You, are, you and I are anointed. They talk about a special anointing, don't they, some teachers? The people have. There's no difference between you and them, except that they are using the faith that they've been given, whereas you and I might not be. That's the difference. It's the same anointing. We have the anointed one in us, Jesus Christ. It's the same Jesus Christ in each one of us. There isn't a more powerful Jesus Christ in um, Andrew Womack. It's the same Jesus Christ in him as it is in us. The only thing that's stopping you and me from walking in the power that God has given us, is not believing. And our cup runs over, that's Father giving us so much. Luke 6, verse 38, give and it will be given unto you, a good measure, overflowing will be poured into your lap, overflowing will be poured into your lap. You know, I mean, you know, how often have we heard this? God, you can never outgive God. You can't. Of course, you can't. He has everything. He owns the, the the that thousand cattle on the hill. He owns everything. Everything that you and I have that's good has come from him. And then, verse six: Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Can you grasp that? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, of your life, when we believe. It won't just happen. I do believe that by God's grace, certain things seem to pan out really well. I've certainly been blessed in my business Hasn't always been plain sailing. There have been problems along the way. Some of them have been huge problems. But God has sorted them for me. As I've trusted in him. Even when I haven't trusted in him. He has delivered me. From my problems. My problems have never been with me forever. It's just like... When I was born and, you know, I was, those of you that don't know, I I was adopted when I was two. But between the time I was born until I was two, I was going from one foster home to another. They almost say that the first two years of a baby's life are so important. It, it shapes them and I, clearly not a good start for me. And uh, it had repercussions for me for a long time in my life even when i was born again because i didn't understand salvation properly and what jesus christ had done for me i didn't understand that my father his thoughts towards me were always good that he never ever thought bad of me he never treated me based on my performance He treated me based upon what his son had done for me. And grace is father treating you and me exactly as he treats his son. Think about that. That's grace. We'll never fully understand grace, I suspect, but that's a pretty good example, description, in my opinion. So... Goodness and mercy shall follow you and me all the days of our lives. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Because we're saved. And he's calling you and me to be David's. To have a heart like David. There's that young shepherd boy who went to the battlefields with stuff that his dad had given him for his brothers. And this is the the young shepherd that had, whilst he was out in the fields looking after the sheep, had seen first hand God's protection on his life. Not just his life, but the sheep that he looked after. And David was able to kill the lion, was able to kill the, the wolf and the bear that attacked, that tried to attack the sheep. And David learnt that his God was going to look after him. So that when he was at that battleground and he, he saw this giant of a man mocking the Israeli soldiers, And his brothers. That he was prepared to stand up. And say I'll be the one that will fight you. Even though I'm not a soldier. I don't need to be a soldier. In that sense. I put my trust in God. And he will deliver me. And I will have the victory. And we know the story. And he did. He picked up that stone. And he catapulted it to the forehead of Goliath and he fell like a stone and then David cut off his head with Goliath's own sword and the rest is history and there was a man who trusted his father and he wasn't a perfect man was he we know what he got up to later on which Baker's belief, to be frank, after all that God had done through him. But it just goes to show that that's that's the flesh. Walking in the spirit is a, a constant decision that you and I have to make each day. So surely goodness and mercy shall follow you and me all the days of our lives, if we trust if we choose to trust in god and we'll know when we're trusting god because we'll be givers i think money is one of the big the big issues with human beings and learning to be a good steward of the money that we have is um It's a good uh, test, not from God, not from God. God doesn't test us. I believe that with all my heart. He doesn't go around trying to find difficulties for us to try and overcome, to train us to be better Christians. (laughs) We We can't be better Christians than when we were born again. Because our spirit was perfect. So we're all of the same standard. No, it's about trusting in our Father. It's about renewing our mind. It's about aligning our thoughts, our emotions, our actions with God's word. When we do that, dear listener, we will see God do powerful things through us. And he wants you and me to walk with him and trust him like David did. God bless you.